Hey, Wigs, it's 2018 and everything's better. Just kidding. But Wigs and Weiss is back. And this week, we've got the Golden Globes. We've got Black Mirror. We've got Connie Britton's sweater because Connie Britton's sweater is a thing. What else do you need? A Troll Patrol? All good. We got that, too. So stay tuned because you know you don't really want to listen to The Daily right now. Even though you should. The Daily is important. But this, this is Wigs and Weiss. Cheers. The old Lindsay can't come to the phone right now. Why? Because she's dead. That's why. I'm sorry, but you're eating there. And you're also getting dessert during lunch. So maybe think about your life. Yeah, I think that a pastor does not know that he wants to kill people the way you do. They do know that newborn babies are fucking boring, right? (laughs) Anne-Marie, if men's deodorant isn't working for you, you have bigger problems. Yeah, you might want to get your hormones checked out or some shit. (laughs) We are going so above and beyond to bring you this podcast. Uh, Okay. I'm like, oh, that came out two years ago. (laughs) Nobody had a gun to the back of your head saying, get your chicken sandwich. Yeah, wait for your chicken. You stupid bitch. I want to talk about Usher and his peen on the scene. It's green. Her waist is totally cinched. Whatever. That bitch wanted me to test his thyroid. I'm like, girl, I don't even test my own thyroid. (laughs) No. Thanks for ruining my dad's birthday, Genoa. I have a feeling your attitude already did. (gasps) I feel like I was sold goods that... Were salty and clammy. And sour. And not ladylike. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You... I just started recording. Just like us. Just like both of us. Hi, Hi, Wigs. Wigs. Happy 2018. Happy 2018. This is Wigs and Wise. I'm Lindsay Harbert Silberman. And I'm Paul Crose. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you. It's our first episode back in 2018, and we couldn't be happier for you to hear us. Yes, and to be heard by each other. You mean like us? Yes. Yes, I agree. (laughs) It is nice to hear your voice. It is nice to hear your voice. Paul and I haven't seen each other for... We last saw each other at LAX International yeah. Airport, yeah, Terminal Number 3, saying goodbye as Apt- Lindsay and Josh waited for their bags, and we were like, we got ours, girl, bye. Girl, bye. <laughs> that was you, how much longer did it take? Only like 10 more minutes. Oh, that's good. It was still annoying, though. The lift ride home, this is going to be really interesting for you guys, but it was, it was like, well, we won't have any problems. It was 5 o'clock on, on a, a weekday. Friday. <laughs> and Thursday. Thursday. But even worse, because people, I thought like everyone would be on vacation. Right. No one was on vacation. We were the only people on vacation. Yeah. It took like an hour and a half to get home. Really? Yeah. It was bad. It didn't take us that long, but it I didn't have long, to. It wasn't actually nice. That was like an hour, but it, it was rough. I had to Just chase to our home. Lyft driver in LAX. That's funny. Because he, I don't know what the fuck happened, but I ended up like kind of hitting the side of his car with my hand uh-huh. because he kept going. Yeah. And I was like, dude, we're right here. Well, then he pulled over and let out passengers and then kept going. <laughs> so finally Josh calls him and the guy was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. What is what is? Oh, yeah. <laughs> so we get in the car and he's like, I'm not supposed to be driving at LAX. Don't know what that means. And everyone can now. Yeah. But he's like, it, and there was a cop right there. And I was like, bitch, you had people in your car. Yeah. He forgot. Yeah. And he was like, were you the one that hit my window? Sure did. Yeah. And move. Yeah. <laughs> See where that entrance is? I just <laughs> flew across <Yeah>. an ocean. <laughs> 
please just take me home. Which is the more important thing is that Lindsay and I went to Europe. We did. <laughs> Before all of the LAX nonsense. <laughs> we went I to like Europe. That we've just been just talking about Profiling LAX. baggage claim. <laughs> um, we went to Munich, Germany, mm-hmm. and Vienna, Austria, and had a spectacular time. Amazing time. Just so, the so best. Much. We could do a whole podcast on that trip, but you guys probably aren't interested. No. It's like, what, do you remember like in the 60s and 70s when people, people would wear like yeah. slideshows? Like, man, I'm glad that trend died. Although Josh and I went to a friend's house for dinner and they ended up, we ended up standing in the doorway of their computer room while they showed us pictures of their Yosemite trip one time. Okay. Then so everyone has their thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but we're not going to do that to you guys. Just suffice it to say, um, actually, I would say a highlight for me, in each city, Munich, there's a adorable little wine shop. Toscana. Toscana Wine Shop. You guys have to look it up if you're ever in Munich. I know that sounds ridiculous, <laughs> but you really do. There's a woman there named Constance. And she's a, a, just she a delight. She truly was the highlight of an entire city. Yes. I cannot say enough about her. She was a story. T- it was like a one-woman show, and everything that she poured was like telling a story. And we were the four people in her shop. She's wonderful. It was the best. If you're in Munich. If you're in Vienna... Just be in Vienna. Just be in fucking Vienna, <laughs> Vienna man. Vienna is the greatest city ever. It's yeah. gorgeous. It's historic. It is. And we were there when it was mostly closed. Closed, yeah. Because, yeah. And, man, it, just go. Yeah, go to Vienna. Go. It's the best. Did you have any other closing thoughts on Europe? Um, just, a, I mean, we, we had the best time. Lindsay almost left her bag. Oh, my God. <laughs> I will say... Vienna has the best train system, too. Yes. Munich's train system is so confusing. So confusing. Um, and I almost left my bag on one of the trains. And it I, was we, a little terrifying. We got off at a stop and that we didn't know it was the correct stop or not. We, walk, we scramble off. And then I'm like, guys, I don't think this is right. And so we decide to get back on as opposed to staying, waiting for the next train. And thank fucking God, because my carry-on was still on that train. <laughs> And we get on and we're just standing there and I look around me and I'm like, oh, oh fuck. <laughs> and run down to the car thank that we were in God. and thank God it was still there. But yeah. yeah. That was that. That would have been a huge disaster. But it wasn't. Yeah. So anyway, that anyway, was, it was that's perfect. Um, a little quick other housekeeping thing that I need to attend to real quick. Mm-hmm. Um, if you all listen to our year end episode, I had a big faux pas. <laughs> A lot of the people that I've asked that have listened to the episode didn't catch it. I told you. I I know. You did tell me that. But it still needs to be said. Um, My number two wig of 2017 was Serena Williams. Not Venus Williams. No. Serena Williams. And I've been digging a lot at what this means that I persisted to say Venus Williams about five times when talking about Serena Williams. I also edited it and listened to it and did not hear it. And I know, and I talked about it last night with Nick and Ray and Brian, and they all talked me off the ledge a little bit, but I still want to examine this for me, myself alone right now, because I I think it's worth talking about just briefly. Um, I know very specifically who Venus and Serena Williams are. I don't, I'm not a tennis fan. I don't know which um, titles they have each won, but they have won a considerable amount of uh, championships that they deserve to be uniquely recognized for. I can't even compare it to other sports figures because I don't watch sports. So the closest thing that I've been able to come to, and I know you're going to say no, 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 as everyone else did last night, is I was like, Ben and Casey Affleck. I would never mistake for a million years. And granted, it's because I know movies, right. but I would never mistake them. 
And so I do wonder if there is a little bit of underlying racism in me that I have paired these women together. Um, I think I often think of racism as overt and intentional, and that is the case very often. Burning a cross is racist um, on someone's lawn, doing something like I will never do something like that. I know that. But I also know that there is subconscious racism, and I want to identify that in myself if it exists. I don't know if it does, but this to me felt like one of those incidents that could be seen as such right. for me. That's just, just me talking about me here. Um, and so I want to apologize, even though I know that that's kind of frivolous too, but I do want to just acknowledge that it happened. I feel really bad about it, and I will encourage um, you know, anyone else that might think this way to, to, to talk to me, send me an email if you agree or disagree. Um, I think it's a good conversation to have. And moving forward, I think more importantly, as a podcaster, to be more aware of everything I'm saying is something that I always aspire to. So that's that. I'll leave it there. And if you want to keep talking about it, feel free to reach out to me. I, I respect and appreciate everything that you said. And well, I'm sorry that you... Hey, you know, this is the work we have to... Not that this is work, but you know what I mean. Like to yeah. start looking yeah. at yourself in a different... And the thoughts that you have is work we can all do. Um, Absolutely. So with that, I would love to pop my cork. I would love to pop my cork. Ooh. Um, So Lindsay and I did speak before recording about um, this year so far. (laughs) (laughs) And I said to her that there were a few stories that I saw pop up that I was like, oh, I'm going to talk about that. And then I would spend about 15, 20 minutes reading about it, and I'd go, oh, I can't talk about that. Because yeah. <laughs> it was just too deep, too convoluted, and there are so, so many takes. Yes. And, and I feel like all of the things that we, the serious subjects that we could talk about, have to be looked at in such a multifaceted way that it would take up so much of the podcast. And I also know that people, we both know that people come here to enjoy themselves and maybe laugh. And so we're not going to talk about super heavy stuff that much. (laughs) (laughs) I would only like, and I have one thing that I would love to talk about that is on the heavier side, but it's also because it's an idiot talking about a heavier thing. Mm -hmm. And I just want to like, just drag him a little bit. Perfect. And I think maybe what we'll be doing in the future is like, if one of us feels so inclined to bring up something that's a little bit heavy, it's just going to be one a week and then everything else going to be fun. going to be some bullshit. like, we all need the bullshit. And um, so why don't I get that out of the way real sure. quick, if that works for you? Um, do you know of Ben Shapiro? No. So I don't know much about Ben Shapiro, but he is a political commentator. He's written a lot of books He is a Jewish man, Mm -hmm. but he also verges on the side of conservative values, which can happen. Sure. Um, He has very specific... The the first time I ever heard about Ben Shapiro was when he was on um, a uh, Dr. Drew show, Mm -hmm. and he um, kind of accosted... He had an argument with a transgender spokesperson by the name of Zoe Turr. Okay. And Zoe, like, kind of grabbed him on his shoulder and said, like, if you keep talking about me that way, because he kept on addressing Zoe as he, Mm -hmm. you're going to find yourself in in an ambulance. And, like, put his hand on his shoulder. Ben Shapiro then pressed charges for assault. Are you serious? So this is the type of person. That's all you kind of need. Like, that's the first time I heard Ben Shapiro's name, but that's him. Well, Ben decided to talk about the Golden Globes this week. I know. We'll get through it together, I promise. Um, And I'm just going to play you a little portion, and I'll stop it periodically, and we'll just get through it together. Okay. How's that sound? Teamwork. Well, what's the name of the lady from uh, Friday Night Lights? 
uh, Connie Britton. Right, so Connie Britton shows up last night wearing a shirt that says uh, something like, sec uh, something like um, poverty is sexist. It said poverty is sexist. The shirt cost $380. Not a joke, $380. And after she spilled champagne on it, then it was worth $700. So well done, Connie Britton. So let's just start there. Okay. And if you guys didn't see this, Connie Britton did wear a T-shirt to the Golden Globes with a cute little uh, skirt, and um, it is $380. Um, it said poverty is sexist. The statement was to was very much in line with what was going right. on the entire night. Yes. Um, the pay Time's gap, up. all that. And she started getting dragged on Twitter for it. Um, she came out and said that um, for those concerned with the price of my Globe sweater, I don't think a $5,000 gown would have added to the conversation in the same way. And Lingua Franca NYC, who designed it, inspired by one campaign, is donating $100 of each purchase to CamFed. Um, I'm not sure which organization that is. And I will honestly say, like, maybe all the proceeds should be donated. Yeah, but this is still, like, a red carpet situation where women are wearing very expensive things across the line. Absolutely. The fact that she is wearing something with a statement on it, I don't think reflects on how much it ever costs. It's the statement. And yes, it was designed by someone who intended for it to be worn on a red carpet. So it probably was a very fine material. And if there was a version that she could make that anyone could go out and buy, hopefully she will do that. But to smite Connie for that, for wearing something that is like... But that's just... Uh, sorry, if you want to... Well, also... I, I, Connie probably didn't purchase the shirt. I don't know if this makes it any better, but most of the time the clothes that the women wear and men wear on the red carpet are given to them or loaned to them yes. to wear just for that night. Um, it is ironic that a t-shirt that says poverty is sexist does cost that much, but I respect that she decided to wear that message. Yeah, and if she had worn a Goodwill t-shirt that said that, she would have been dragged for looking hideous. Right. Like the sweater was cute. It fit. It's part of the red carpet thing. And I do commend her for wearing something that had a statement on it, which leads me to the rest of his comments, which I had to just include that Connie Britton thing because I thought it was a little, just shows you who he is. Yeah. Poverty is sexist, but she's not the only hypocrite. Here's Deborah Messing, a very, very wealthy woman for being a garbage actress on a show that was really about the gay guy and about the, uh, and about the shrill, high-pitched woman and not about her at all. Here is Deborah Messing talking about the pay gap at E. You know, I was so shocked to hear that, that E doesn't believe in paying their, their female co-hosts the same as their male co-hosts. I mean, I, I miss Kat Sadler, and um, so we stand with her, and that's something that can change tomorrow. So much heroism, so much strength, so much Normandy-like bravery. My God. Standing on the red carpet, wearing a, uh, probably a, a gown worth probably several thousand dollars, talking about the pay gap that obviously is just brutal for women at E, whose entire job consists of standing alongside men at E, both of whom talk about celebrities all day. Okay, let, let's be real about this. Women in the entertainment industry, in the talent side of the entertainment industry, are not getting destroyed by sexism. Okay, they are in terms of sexual harassment and sexual assault. That's a different issue. But in terms of the pay gap, okay, the idea that Natalie Portman and Jennifer Lawrence are being destroyed by sexism, or that the women at E couldn't just go to their bosses and say, listen, either pay me more or I'll leave, Here's the thing about the free market. If you are easily replaceable, and I'm sorry to tell you this, but women at E and men at E are probably pretty replaceable. It doesn't seem like a particularly tough job. Then uh, maybe you ought to ask for a raise less often rather than more often. What? Okay, I know. We got a lot to get through there. We're talking about the pay gap here, yes. right? 
Nobody alluded that it was D-Day. Nobody brought up Normandy no. but you, Ben. Yeah. So let's just look at that for a minute. Like, and it it's, was... It's, you're escalating it to a larger argument. These are women who are on the red carpet because they have a voice yes. and they have an audience that will listen to what they are and saying. And just because it annoys you that they're saying things that are critical of places like E, which A, why do you care? Right. And B... If they just went on there and talked about their Jimmy Choo's or something, you would be giving them shit because they are not taking the opportunity to use their platform. Exactly. Which leads me to my other point about this is that, like, people always say celebrities do not talk about politics, do not talk about climate change. You're not a scientist. You don't know. Blah, blah, blah. This is literally an actress talking about a correspondent at E. Yes. What more, in your view of her, does she know? Then this situation, she is a woman talking about the gay gap, gay, gay, <laughs> the, the gay, gay gap, <laughs> the pay gap, about someone who she knows probably very well at E. And you're still not going to let her talk about it because no. in your opinion, she sees it as Normandy. And it's not saying, Normandy. It's the pay gap. She wants to talk about it. She's allowed to. Yeah. And he's saying that the the women at E, the men and women at E, their job is not that hard. So they should just take the money that they get. Well, then why is Jason Kennedy earning twice as much as Kat Sadler? That's still. Yep. Even if you think that their job is not very hard, which Ben Shapiro, is it much different than yours? I think Thank not. you. And that's also, that was some low-grade shade there, that the job at E isn't particularly that hard anyway. Dude, what are you doing? Yeah. What are you doing? That's so, like, revolutionary next to E News. Yes, E News talks about the Jimmy Choo's, but they're also doing other work, too. And that work is still production work, which is 12-hour days. Yeah, it's not So easy. fuck off. It is hard work. Yeah. And to your, so I also wanted to find out, because I had read some things about that pay gap thing not being necessarily quite as legit as Kat had presented it. Mm -hmm. Someone came out and said that they have different roles and that's what define their different salaries. And that like, and so actually I'll take it from Frances Berwick, who is one of the heads at NBC Universal. And she came out and said, Kat Sadler and Jason Kennedy had different, bear in mind, this was brought up at Rose McGowan's, um, Rose McGowan's doing a show on E! Okay. About like her fight. And um, this came up there as well as should. And so Frances said, Kat Sadler and Jason Kennedy had different roles and therefore different salaries. Kat was focused on daytime. Jason Kennedy is on prime evening news plus red carpet. Our employees' salaries are based on their roles and their expertise regardless of gender, so we wish Kat well, but I hope that this sets the record straight on that. To that, I say it doesn't. Not anymore. Mm -mm. I was talking with, um, again, some friends uh, a couple nights ago about, like, where is pay transparency and why can't we have it? I know it's not an overnight thing, but what would really set the record straight, Francis? Say exactly into a microphone what Jason makes and what Kat makes. Yes. And then, then we can talk about it. Yes. Then we can set the record straight. Right now, you just telling me that one of them is on daytime and the other one is prime evening and red carpet... Well, that still doesn't give me a percentage. Give me of a breakdown. That. Tell me exactly how much I challenge her, like she listens to this <laughs> podcast, to tell us that breakdown. We deserve to know. It shouldn't be. If you want to know what a police officer makes in Los Angeles, you can Google their name mm -hmm. and find out how much they make. I don't necessarily think like overnight, like this is something that we can just transition. But this is a great opportunity, Francis, to set the record straight. Absolutely. Quite literally. Yeah. And especially because you heard about Mark Wahlberg. No. Okay, good. Then I'll end it on this, and then we'll get light. I promise. <laughs> <laughs> Old habits don't die hard, you guys. So um, the reshoots for All the Money in the World, uh -huh. where we reintroduced Kevin Spacey as Christopher Plummer, you know that that yes. happened, um, required that uh, Michelle Williams and Mark Wahlberg also return 
to film a few things. Right. Makes sense. Sure does. Problem is, Mark Wahlberg got a good, cool $1.5 million for his reshoots. Oh, no. You want to guess how much Michelle Williams made? I'm going to say $500,000. No. $1,000. No. <laughs> no. Yes. <laughs> $1,000. How did that happen? I, she needs to fire somebody. Well, and here's the kicker, and I will end on this. WME reps them both. Both? Both. That's where the fault lies. Because I will argue this. Mark Wahlberg should not be shamed for getting his cheddar. Sure. If he got that $1.5 Take it. Take it. But where was WME saying, hey, by the way, Mark got this. You're Michelle giving Michelle needs. this. Even if she... Even if it was seven fifty, for God's sake. The fact that it came out to 1000 Unless she just walked on screen, blinked, and walked off. Hi. Hi. I'm Michelle Williams. Yeah. We need that. We need that shot one more time, yeah. Michelle. Okay. Hi. Then she deserved more than $1,000. That's like... I mean, does she get to go to craft service even? Probably not. She probably, probably not. She probably had to get dressed in like a porta potty. Yeah. Man. So... Pay gap. Still a thing. It's not a thing, guys. And then we're going to talk about it. Yeah. Why don't you tell me some fun stuff? um, Actually, this really made me laugh and (laughs) got me through like the first week of this year. (laughs) Because when we got back, uh, both, well, you said you weren't that, you weren't that jet lagged. I was not that jet lagged. I was jet lagged out of my mind. Um, So a lot of early morning, late night reading of bullshit. And one of the bullshit things that I read were the vulture recaps for the season of Black Mirror. I'm not going to spoil anything. Careful. I already have one thing spoiled. You haven't watched it yet? I've watched the first three. Okay. Three or two. Well, I talk about, I'm going to talk about Black Mirror twice in this episode, but I am, I wrote it out. So I'm very certain that I will not spoil it. So the guy that wrote these recaps, and I love Vulture recaps usually. I'm not watching the season of The Bachelor, but I'm still reading Allie's um, Bachelor recaps because they're so funny. So um, this guy, uh, Charles Bromesco, um, must have watched these episodes with one eye on the screen while typing just to like get it in under deadline because he gets several plot points completely wrong. Oh no. And multiple episodes including Archangel hang the DJ and that Iceland one. Have you seen that one yet? Uh-uh. Um so many of the comments, I'm surprised they're still on the site because so many of the comments are like, "Bro, did you even watch are these?" You serious? Yes. And it reflect you know how they do the star ratings? Yeah. It reflects in the star ratings. So half of the Black Mirror episodes get like two stars because the bro, he just didn't get it. Guys, just skip ahead 30 seconds and you'll be fine. You won't hear anything. But if you haven't watched Black Mirror Archangel, skip ahead 30 seconds right now because I've seen Archangel. I would like to know one of the things he got wrong with Archangel. Um, he said that the mom was beaten to death at the end. No. She no. survived. She runs out onto the street. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. yeah. He wasn't watching. No. He was not watching. He turned it off right after the, the beating. So, wow. Yeah. Read the Vulture recaps if you've seen the episodes, just because it's so. He may have fixed them at this point, but I personally found it very funny. Wow. Um, that's awesome. Yeah. I want to read them all when I'm done. Yeah. Oh. I, I have been going back just to see if there Why are more is he comments. still working? I don't know. And that's a big job. Yeah. That to is recap a huge job, Black especially for Mirror. Vulture. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. He got it way wrong. Sorry, Charlie, but you really, really shit the bed on this one. You had one Sorry, job. Sorry, Charlie. You had to watch the episode. So that was your one fucking job. <laughs> you couldn't even And do he's that. super snide in a lot of it. So. Gross. Yeah. 
Um, I have just one more fun thing. So do you have more fun things? I do. Then give me more fun things. Um, can we talk about how Roseanne's going to be a Trump supporter in the new reboot? Oh, in the reboot itself? Yes. I know she is in real life. She, I didn't realize that until Vanessa told me like last week. Um, and then she came out at the TCAs, which for those of you who don't work in the entertainment industry, um, it's a big kind of press junket for the new shows that are coming out. Um, they had a big one for Roseanne, obviously, and she talks about how they decided to make the character of Roseanne a Trump supporter and how it puts a rift into the family. So I'm curious. I go back and forth. There is a there is a, sh- a promotion shot of Lori Metcalf in a nasty woman in a pussy hat uh-huh. talking to Roseanne. And, you know, if they if they can pull it off and make it kind of an all in the family Archie Bunker thing, mm-hmm. I'm on board. Mm hmm. But because she is a Trump supporter in real life and it's her show, it makes me feel like it's going to be a last man standing soapbox libtard type of thing. Well, I I think it begs watching. Yes. To see. Because I don't see Laurie Metcalf being someone who's... Or Sarah Gilbert. Or John Goodman. Sarah Gilbert's one of the people that brought it back. I didn't realize that. Yeah, she's an EP. So, like, I don't see anyone standing for it being represented in a way that's not part of just a conversation and points being made on both sides, which could be really... Great right good. now. Yeah. I mean, it just, it's more, I was actually just listening to, um, oh, All in the Family, who was the showrunner creator, um, that genius, fuck. prolific writer. Oh, God damn Norman it. Lear. Thank you. Um, he was interviewed on Oprah's mm-hmm. podcast, which is wonderful, by the way. Oprah has, a, has an interview podcast, which is great. And he talked about, like, the climate at the time and how all in the family was a reaction to that. And I was thinking, walking, like, is there a way to do this now? And my immediate thought was no. Like, I don't know how this would ever work, Mm -hmm. that you could present both sides with a sympathetic eye. Right. But maybe this could be it. Could be. I'll check it out. I'll check it out. out Before I watch Will and Grace. I feel like so many people have tried to pull off an Archie Bunker um, character since all in the family, and it's always failed. Yeah. So, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. I'd be curious to know the politics of the showrunner. It's Whitney Cummings. Whitney Cummings is the Roseanne showrunner? Yeah. She's running it with another <sighs> guy. I can't remember who the guy is. I did not know that. Yeah. Good for her. Yeah. Get it, Wit. That's cool. Um, and she does equine therapy, so she's got to be liberal. <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> That's a lot of voices coming together. And I, I thought Roseanne, I'm going to talk about the Globes later, but I thought Roseanne at the Globes was one of my biggest belly laughs of the night. Oh, I didn't see it. We're presenting best TV series drama. Um, I'm kind of known for creating some great drama. Yeah, but not the kind you get awards for. Oh. <laughs> and here are the nominees. But it was just like a perfect, like, Roseanne moment. Oh, awesome. Yeah. Oh, it's funny. Um, um, so you go, and then, well. If you have two more, go. Keep going. Okay. So can we talk about JT's new song? Yes. Okay. Um... It's kind of a popped wig, flipped cork situation now. I've listened to it four times. I watched the music video today. And it's funny because Paul and I were texting about it when I first listened to it. He gave me a heads up that the song is out. I said, give me two minutes. I went to listen to it and texted back. I said, what the fuck is this? (laughs) Um, We disagreed a bit. um, But I kept referencing how I was like, they just took a Justin Timberlake song. It's like, how do we make it different? Robots. I had no idea there was a robot in the fucking music Which video. Which I was like, I get it, but the robots are actually kind of clever. And they're like, why is this bothering you so much? It was the the sound. The sound? Okay. Really 
I hated it. Okay. The more I've listened to it, I'm more on board. But when I watched the video today, some for some reason, his smug fucking face. Well, I mean, that's always a pain in the ass. I'm just, I, I was watching him and I've really turned a corner with Justin Timberlake and I don't think I like him. I don't, I, I, ugh, it's complicated because I do like the song. I think it's a fun, like, and for what was to be expected of him mm-hmm. next, because I think we're always like, I mean, as we have been with Katie and Taylor, it's like, can anyone do anything right? Right. And I think for what, I was expecting for Justin. This is exactly in line with his sound. The moms are going to fucking eat it up. Yes. And we have to remember and like, it's going to be the Just- Super Bowl song, and like it's you Super said. Bowl song. And Justin Timberlake is a mom artist now. Mm-hmm. He, we don't want to think of him as that because we grew up on him too, but moms. Well, people are age are moms. Are moms, yes. <laughs> Gulp. Um, but he's a mom artist, and it, this song works for moms. And I think there'll be other stuff on the album that's a little bit deeper, rootsier, with his fur coat on the cover. I, that is a whole other thing. That teaser but, that he released, have you watched it yet? No. Oh, my God. It's the most pretentious piece of shit I've ever seen in my whole life. <laughs> that's what I was talking about when we were texting. Oh, okay. That makes more sense, Yeah, too. he put out, like, a trailer for the album. Like That's what made your eyes roll, oh not my the robots. Oh, my God. It's all making much more sense Yes. Now. Um, but I've always said about Justin that for years now, especially when he went on SNL and was with Jimmy, mm-hmm. he always felt like the kid in middle school who was a popular kid. So when he like did his variety show act, mm-hmm. everyone loved it because he was popular. Right. It didn't matter that he wasn't funny. It didn't matter that he can't really, he doesn't have comedic chops. He was cute. And the fact that he yes. got up there and could sing and dance and like spin around was enough. When Justin a group Timberlake of, is not a funny person. No. In my opinion. I agree. I think that he is charming enough that he can pull off some funny lines and people think it's hysterical. And when he breaks, it's all the oh funnier my God. because it's, it's like, like he's cool and he doesn't know the lines. Whoa. Uh, but he's not a funny person. And so when he tries to do funny, it's like... It's it, that, yeah. the, in the video. Like the, my favorite part of the video is watching the robot. Dance. I love the robot. <laughs> I just want to watch the robot. I don't want to watch him mugging backstage. I, I don't give a fuck about yeah. his little. And it's so funny because at first it was that he was controlling the robot with his dance moves, yeah. and then the robot ends up being a much better dancer than yes. him, yeah. and he doesn't do those moves. And that's a good like self-effacing moment. I'll give sure. that to him. But I would have like, why don't you just stay out of the video? Yeah. And put like Jessica in it with the robot. How sure. about that? Also. Whenever pop, I don't know, something about kind of, I guess, once you get to the point of being a mom artist, when you start using things like haters going to say it's fake. I know. Or Katie backpack kid. Yeah. You're trying too hard, bro. Yeah. You, we, we, you don't need to use pop culture lingo in your songs to try to make it seem like you're still current. I would almost feel like you'd avoid that. Yeah. Could, but no, he, but that's, that's Justin. That's what I'm saying. Like, that's who he is. Yeah. He's always going to go for like the lowest hanging pop fruit mm-hmm. moment because it sells and it works. His audience wants that. Yeah. We're not his audience. We aren't. And that's okay. That's okay. Yeah. We can let go of JT. Until Sia does a Super Bowl, we're not going to get no. that moment, I don't think, <laughs> with her fucking wave <laughs> over fucking, her face. Yeah. Someone just throws a football, beams her right in the face. <laughs> I'd watch that. Um, all right. Well, let me tell you. Please. About Smalt. Ooh. <laughs> this is very exciting. So um, I came across Smalt today. I don't even remember how. Um, it is a um, Indiegogo invention that they were looking for funding on. They came. They were looking for 25000 They hit 9400 And it looks like it's now closed. I'm going to let you determine why that might be the case. Smalt? (laughs) Meet Smalt, 
the world's first interactive centerpiece that enhance your dining experience. Smalt has a sleek and portable design. Features a built-in mood light to set the ambience, a Bluetooth speaker that delivers a crisp and powerful sound, and it's a smart salt dispenser. Shake, pinch, or pour, all using your smartphone. What? Let's just stop there for a moment. It's an interactive Bluetooth-powered salt, salt shaker dispenser. Oh, my God. Let me just watch a little more. Smalt comes with Amazon Alexa integration for the times you need an extra hand. Simply say, Alexa, dispense half a teaspoon of salt. You know what else you can do? Sprinkle some goddamn salt. Yeah. You have so many steps to make sprinkling salt easier. You're telling Alexa to sprinkle <laughs> your goddamn salt. Guys, you don't need to do that. You just need a salt shaker. You can also track and monitor your sodium with the Smalt app. No. That's it. That That's lost it. me. I was like, in that moment, do not tell me, Smalt, how much salt I can have. No. How dare you? I hate you, Smalt. <laughs> Smalt. I hate you. you say salt, Smalt's going to tell you how much salt. No, nope, you've had enough Smalt. I bet she locks the salt, too. Probably. When she's like, you've Bitch, had enough. Bitch, do not take salt away from me. <laughs> the last line of my vows to my husband was you're like salt. And so do not take... Do not take my salt away. I, I have so little left. I mean, she tried to like... <sighs> that bitch. I'm, I and mean... It failed so miserably, apparently. I know. They could not get their money for this. Who who came up with this idea? <laughs> who said, do you know what we need in life? A speaker, random light ring, and salt. Yeah. And they are, they have a website, mysmalt.com. It looks Smalt like they're still trying like to make money through pre-sales. <laughs> Ew, gross. I heard that. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, uh, I really don't really understand the need for this. Mm-mm. Last I checked, grabbing salt is the easiest thing you can do in the it, kitchen. Yeah, it literally is. So, smalt. And who measures the, the know, image like, on the, the video was the guy needed half a teaspoon of salt for his eggs. <laughs> Nobody measures salt for their fucking eggs. You just sprinkle some salt on Thank your you. eggs. Yes. Nobody measures salt. No, unless Who'll you're making salt. cookies. When it says like a half a teaspoon of salt, I'm like, sure. Okay, yeah. girl, whatever yeah. you say. Pinch. Yeah. Done. Done. If it's a little salty, you're welcome. You know who tells you? Smalt. Yeah. She said you had enough. Oh, fuck you, Smalt. <laughs> <laughs> so my last popped cork. Have you seen Downsizing yet? I have not, but I have not heard great things. Um, saw it, uh, watched a screener of it. Man, uh, came out the gate strong, and then it was like one of those um, shiny balloons that got accidentally let go at a kid's party. You just watch it flying <laughs> <laughs> away. Like, can I still see that? It lo- I can. I can. I can still see I it. I can. And then you know it's just losing air as it goes. Yeah. That was... And then a whale swallows it? Yeah, exactly. It ruins the environment. Right. That was watching the rest of Downsizing. Mm. The first half an hour with Kristen Wiig in it, great. The rest of it, I I don't know how they got to each point. It was very strange. And Alexander Payne, yeah. that's a double bummer. That Double he, bummer. Uh, great concept. Matt Damon did not have a great 2017. He really shit the bed with 2017. And, you know, I feel like... I've t- we've t- <laughs> so many people have asked me my opinion about Matt Damon and him talking about all this stuff. I don't fucking care. That's the thing. You know, he's yeah, he's gotten some shit for what he said. 
who cares? He's still going to be fine. He's still going to open movies, even though all of his movies shit the bed well, this year. Well, that's almost like another layer of his failure is like, even his controversial statements aren't controversial enough. No. You're like, ah, oh, Matt, like, ugh. He says the expected thing and that everybody even, else is like, yeah, you can say that, but who fucking cares? I'm just apathetic to Matt Damon, I Same. think. Same. And if the next time somebody essentially, and not so many words when it comes to all the sexual harassment stuff says, but think about the men. Yeah. Like, I've been thinking about men enough. Yeah, we, we, they've gotten the first We're 30 good. some odd years. <laughs> yes. I'm going to take a year. Yeah. I'm going to take a year. I'm going to worry women. about some women. Um, I also, uh, before we move on to our whatever else we're doing, um, I do want to, <laughs> I'm not going to talk about it, but y'all should look into Andy Savage in Memphis. He's a pastor that did some terrible shit. Uh. And um, yeah. Just read about that. Like, that's one thing. And on top of um, also the feud going on between Lena Dunham and Tessa Thompson. Yeah. I'm like, I want to talk. I can't talk about no. this. It's too Same. complicated. But can we agree that we're done with Lena Dunham? I've been done. Same. I don't know where everyone else has been. I feel bad saying it because I feel, you know, hashtag women for women. But my God, she is insufferable. She, makes it hard. she does. And I think... I t- was talking to my friend Jade a couple weeks ago, and he was just like, no, we should be done with Lena Dunham. Remember when she came out and said that Odell Beckham, like, didn't, didn't, I think it was Odell Beckham. Oh, it was yeah. A, he about he that. didn't even acknowledge her because she wasn't hot enough. No, he's not your friend. <laughs> he doesn't have to talk to you. <laughs> it's like, you're yeah. putting shit on him yeah. that d- he doesn't deserve. And now we have to sympathize with men. How dare you, Lena? How dare you? How dare you you make us sympathize with a man? Seriously. So anyway, bye, girl, bye. All right. I have a troll patrol. Ooh, nice. I I wanted to, but again, the whole uh, looking up things that were like enjoyable <laughs> to talk about took up all my time. Um, well, do you have anything else that you want to get nope. to before? Okay, then let me just brush through this troll patrol because it's fantastic. It's based off of something that happened on New Year's Day, mm-hmm. which if you did not see it, go ben, go to Amazon Prime right now and watch Cord and Tish's coverage of the Rose Bowl Parade. Do you know about this? No. Will Ferrell and Molly Shannon. Oh, I did. I didn't know that they were Cord and newscasters Tish. Cord and Tish, and they are watching the Rose Bowl Parade. I'm there. It was on in the background all New Year's Day. I was like guffawing. It's hilarious. Really? They okay. just, they are, I forgot... Like, Will Ferrell has drifted a little bit away in terms of my movie taste. Yeah. I get it. It's what makes him money, but I don't not... I used to love his earlier stuff. It just doesn't really speak to me as much anymore. What, Daddy's Home too? Was yeah, it in your wheelhouse? <laughs> um, but I've never denied his talents. I think he's a master improviser. Yes. I think he's brilliantly funny. And Molly Shannon can do no wrong in my eyes. So the two of them sitting there talking about the Rose Bowl parade was like, I'm here and I am enjoying all of it. As I was watching it, I was like, I wonder what percentage of Amazon viewers right now do not know <gasps> that this is a parody? Oh, I love <laughs> Well, this. I will tell you that the amount of one-star reviews for uh, for Cord and Tish right now is 36%. Holy shit. 56% five stars, but 36% one-star reviews, and the majority of them are not aware that this was a parody. That's amazing. It's hard to tell when you read some of them because they're just like, these idiots are unfunny. And I'm like, I don't know if that necessarily means that you don't know. Like, it's just not your humor. But these people that I'm about to read to you do not know that it's a joke. This makes me very, very happy. Um, And this is one where I was like, I don't know where this goes down the line. I think this person probably did know that it was a parody, but I still just love the tone of this. The Rose Parade is something to enjoy, unhindered by political statements. 
foolish commentary and worthless video took the place of the floats and history of the participants. Please do not do it again. You fouled a family event. Here's what. It's one coverage of it. It's on KTLA. It's on HGTV. It's on a number of different outlets. It's on YouTube. Go watch it somewhere yeah, else. Yeah, turn the channel. The coverage that you, like, that's that to me is someone who knew what was going on and is still pissed. Yeah. Girl, bye. Yeah. Relax. Go watch it on HGTV. Um, these people, <laughs> I absolutely hated your announcers. They were clueless, stupid, <laughs> and totally non-relevant. They completely ruined the parade watching experience with their commentary because it wasn't relevant to the floats or bands that pass by. Who cares about floats, honestly? Instead of hearing information, I got comments about being hungry and demanding a hot dog, <laughs> being scared of horses, and incredibly <laughs> bad attempts at humor, which, by the way, was one of the best bits of the whole thing. Cord, uh, Will Ferrell, is terrified of horses. So every time a horse comes <laughs> on screen, he's like, I'm getting better, but I still don't, I don't trust them. I don't like them. <laughs> um, these guys can't even be on the D list. They were so freaking bad oh my god like you don't really understand they're both a-list actors yes i ended up turning off the presentation because they ruined the experience why the hell do i want to know about wait why the hell do i want to know who (laughs) (laughs) why the hell do i want to know about who the hell they are dating please shoot them that's not very nice so that's one wow that escalated very quickly please shoot them um oh um, and these just last two are great. Please stop talking. Can't hear any of the bands. You say listen in and keep talking. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so good. Perhaps your mics are still on and don't know it. Oh my god, you say listen in and keep so talking. Good. We want to hear the bands, not you two. I don't really care that you are afraid of horses. <laughs> No idea. And this is my favorite because it's like uh, hilarious, but it's also going to make you a little sad. Are you ready? Oh, no. I hadn't seen a rose parade since the mid 60s. So I decided to watch this because I do not have television. Oh, how utterly disappointing to not even get to see some of the floats for watching these two morons. I only stayed to watch about 15 minutes. This may have been my last chance to watch a rose oh, parade. No. <laughs> oh, no. And the memory of this will haunt me for the rest of my life. I guess I'm just spoiled by the silly old black and white movies from the 30s and 40s I can find on YouTube. <laughs> I can't help I feel like that the- person <laughs> is not real. I feel like that's a straight up troll. That's like a 23 year old. Okay, if it's a troll, I'll be happy. And if it's not, I'm still going to laugh a little bit. Oh because, my God. girl, what has your life been that you're chasing the Rose Parade on Amazon? And if you have cable, like internet... Uh, well, go go around the street. Get a TV. They're cheaper. Yeah. Like, <laughs> You're fu- oh man. Oh. If she can find black and white movies on YouTube, she can figure out how to wa- watch the Rose. I would agree. Parade somewhere else. I would agree. I did not know so many people cared about parade floats. Ah, it's Pasadena. Like I, I feel like they're very very traditional and very conservative and like don't touch my parade, which makes it all the better. Yes. But you should go. It's on Amazon and just watch like a thirty minutes of it and I you will. won't stop. It's so. <laughs> funny they say listen and they keep on talking <laughs> oh that's so funny oh i love that thank you for yeah. for finding all that um do you want to flip your wig yeah all right it's time to flip your wig okay i have a few i have a few too why don't you start um so do you know that i've been 
mysteriously, I've been, mis- sorry, I'm having a stroke. Um, we're also having kombucha, guys, so we're not drunk. We're not drunk. So, so why relax. I, yeah. um, I've mysteriously been receiving Sports Illustrated for the last year. I do know this. And it keeps showing up, and I don't know where to go to make it stop. And then we started getting Reader's Digest, but that was um, that was for Josh. Okay. So the Sports Illustrated comes to me. Reader's Digest comes to Josh. And um, we got a piece of mail that was made out to John Silberman, but it was spelled J-O-H-N. Okay. Um, for a credit to Women's Day. Okay. So we're getting all of this magazine stuff that we are not signing up for. And it I didn't was know Women's Day was still even in Apparently print. it is. But it's you can also I think at Harper's Bazaar or something. But anyway, it's like under the same umbrella. Today's Women's Day. Yes. <laughs> so stupid. So stupid. So this weekend my parents were in town and um we're getting the mail and I'm like, what what is happening? We got we get this for Women's Day and it's made out to John Silverman and We've been getting Sports Illustrated. My mom goes, oh, that's grandpa. So for those of you who don't know my family, I have a rather eccentric <laughs> grandfather. <laughs> and his entire his entire life, he will send people magazines as gifts. This is incredible. And he thinks um, your husband's name is Sean. He thinks, well, he... And he sent him Women's Day. <laughs> he, no, he sent him Reader's Digest. We haven't actually gotten a Women's Day, but we do have credit for it. So he'll just sign people up for magazines. <laughs> this is incredible. And not tell them, and it'll just start coming to their house. Um, I think when I was a child, he would do it, and my parents knew that's why we got Reader's Digest. It was just a nice... Grandpa. Yeah, Grandpa's sending us magazines that he thinks that we'll like. Yeah. So that's why I've been getting Sports Illustrated for the last year. My grandpa signed me up for it and apparently is paying for it. Does Josh even read it? No. Nobody reads it. But I said, can we talk to grandpa and get him to stop? And they said he probably doesn't even remember that he did it. Hey, money going to the press? Ex- yeah, sure. Why not? Yeah. I feel like it all kind of comes out in the wash. And I think next time Reader's Digest comes, I might actually read it. Reader's Digest, I used to love Reader's Digest. Same. Lots of stories. Yeah, and they have good little short like jokes sometimes in yeah. the back, too, that you can make Send some, some zingers, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I just winked at Lindsay. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, mystery solved. Thanks, Thanks Grandpa. Grandpa. <laughs> <laughs> he's, uh, he's a character. Wow. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. Um, I would love to, as mentioned, talk about the Golden Globes. Okay. Did you watch? I, so it took us a while to find (laughs) where to watch it. Oh, right. Um, but we did. Okay. We watched, we didn't get to see much of the TV stuff. We watched a lot of the movie stuff. So, um, Golden Globes are my favorite award ceremony of the year. Because everybody gets drunk? Because everybody gets drunk. It's all acting. It's just like an award you care about. There's no sound effects editing, no shade to sound effects editing. I know what you do is important, but I don't right. need to see who won. There is best score, which was weird, but yeah, but that's like it. that's even still interesting to me because yeah. I know I can identify what a score is. Like you tell me how that missile hit that can right. in Dunkirk. Like I don't, I don't know. Care. I don't care. I know it did. Congratulations. And you Congratulations good... to all of you. Yeah, I can't tell which can hit the best. No, I can't judge that. <laughs> And I defy most of the Academy members. I don't think they can either. Oh, of course not. Anyway, Seth Meyers, Pitch Perfect. If you have not watched his monologue, go. I need to watch it. I'm going to play you the best joke. Well, despite everything that happened this year, the show goes on. For example, I was happy to hear they're going to do another season of House of Cards. Is Christopher Plummer available for that too? 
I hope he can do a southern accent, because Kevin Spacey sure couldn't. Oh, is that too mean to Kevin Spacey? Definitely the best joke of his that monologue. But it was just a pitch perfect, like knew how to address the situation, read the room, landed a lot of very pointed, perfect jokes, mm -hmm. and then had an amazing back and forth with Amy that is going to like change you. Really? Yeah, it's fantastic. All right, where's Amy Poehler? All right, there you are, Amy. Do you want to do one? Uh, yeah, I'll do one, but I don't need your help. Yeah, but no, I, I do the setup and then you do the punchline. Oh, is that how it works? <laughs> you're, you're explaining something I already know. Is this the mansplaining part of no, the No, no. I just don't think it'll work without uh, your setup to your punchline. Oh, well, I'm glad to know what you think, first of all. Thank you for telling me what you think. And secondly, I'm a woman in Hollywood, Seth. You know, we've all been through a lot. I don't need a setup to make a punchline work, okay? You're uh, sadly mistaken. Okay, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, I apologize. Oh, uh, uh, another apology. How wonderful. <laughs> All right, let me just get started. I'm reclaiming my wine. <laughs> Here we go. Okay. So you're gonna just do a punchline with no setup? Everybody gets it! You already explained it! Stop explaining it! Oh my God! Okay! Punchline, no setup, here we go. Said the peach in Call Me By Your Name, this scene is the pits. <laughs> That's okay. very well done, and it made me like miss the two of them. And I'm thinking maybe next year, he can definitely come back and handle it on his own, but why not him and Amy next sure. year? Sure. Mix it up a little bit. But um, Oprah. Amazing. Incredible. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to be the usual guy that says for president, but if it happens, it happens. Um, but my favorite moment of the evening goes to Allison Janney. She won for, for Best Supporting Best right? Supporting Actress. And this comes probably 30 or 40 minutes after James Franco decided it'd be a good idea to bring Tommy Wiseau up on stage <laughs> and, and then, then push shove him, him away from away the mic. When, man, that could have been an opportunity to be like, James Franco, you could be the coolest guy in the room right now by saying, this movie would not be a movie without him. Yeah. Take it, Tommy. Yeah. And everyone would have loved you. Like, why do you take that opportunity to then thank your fucking agent? Like, anyone needs to hear that again. These speeches, and also, the award's about you. Yes. Why can't you make the speech about anyone else? Yes. So this is what Allison did when it came to speaking about Tanya Harding. Mm -hmm. Tanya Harding is here tonight. And I just, um, I, I just, uh, I'd like to thank Tanya for sharing her story with Steven and, allow, and allowing him to tell all the different sides of the story. And what I love about this movie, what this entire Sebastian, Julianne, everyone in this movie did is tell a story about class in America, tell a story about the disenfranchised, tell a story about a woman who was not embraced for her individuality, tell a story about truth and the perception of truth in the media and the truths we all tell ourselves when we wake up in, in bed every morning and go out and live our lives as an What I love about it is that she does talk exactly about what the film is about. Yes. You have not seen it yet, but what that, Tanya Harding is not being like, uh, people are coming out and being like, oh my God, we're like, now Tanya Harding's a good guy, whatever. It's like, there are no good guys, there are no bad guys. Right. Allison recognized that. Allison recognized that there is a class struggle in this country, and she is allowed to say that, despite the fact that she is a multimillionaire actress. So Ben Shapiro, this comes back to you as well. Mm -hmm. When people are eloquent and share their opinions, it does not matter if they all of a sudden like have money, if they're using their words correctly. Yes. There are plenty of people out there. Alex Jones is worth $10 million. 
Rush Limbaugh is worth $500 million. Ben himself is apparently worth $4 million. No one is coming to you and saying, because you have that much money, you're not allowed to speak about class. And also... She's allowed to talk about it. She spoke about it beautifully. Yes, and also, they're not saying people that have more money are bad and people that are poor are good. They're saying that there is an inequality here. Nobody's saying, Ben, that you need to give your money away or that she needs to give her money away. But if they can give a voice to the disenfranchised... She so probably be wouldn't be able to do it without, you know, her platform. Right. I don't know. People take, if you say something is wrong with with our society, people take it so fucking personal. Unless you're on the conservative side and right. you're allowed to like besmirch whatever you want because you're louder and more aggressive about yeah. it. Um, the only thing I'll say about the Golden Globes elsewise is that Jessica Chastain had two jokes to deliver in the, in the entire broadcast. She really... And she botched them both yeah. somehow, which proves to me that she is probably with 98% accuracy, artificial intelligence. I'm like kind of on board with that. Yeah. Like she's too good at being dramatic, but when it comes to being a human being, it's like, we cannot nah. compute <laughs> humanity. <laughs> so yeah, Jessica Chastain, this just in is artificial intelligence. Yes. AI for sure. Yeah. Um, I'd also like to... She will definitely give you doses of salt exactly as you want them. Yes. <laughs> Jessica, half a tablespoon of salt. <laughs> um, I would like to just throw on top of that the Nat- Natalie Portman all-male nominees. She's got a lot of shit for it because people think that it's detracting from the the guy's accomplishments. She should have saved it for the red carpet, whatever. But when... Lady Bird wins Best Picture, but Greta was not even nominated for Best Director, that is a problem. Like, come on. Yeah. She was totally right to say it. And it was fucking funny. I mean, it was. I In the moment, as it happened, I think I processed it and was like, oh, I feel really shitty. Is that something playing on my computer? No. I, I felt really fine. shitty for the five directors. But then I was also like, these five directors are going to be fine. They're fine. And by the way, Guillermo winning and getting up there and giving that speech that I thought was gorgeous. Yes. And very much like reflective of what kind of... Because I could see him being like, ooh, that hurt. And he got up there and I think he gave a good sort of rebuke from his perspective. Like I'm someone who supported women and that's how I feel about it. So she's allowed to say her side. Yes. He said his side. We we good. Yeah. So I agree. Martin McDonald is, uh, you could see him roll his eyes and then I think he realized he was on camera. So we kind of tried to like like, roll them back. (laughs) Sorry about that. (laughs) (laughs) Let me just roll those right back. Um, so yeah. Um, I want to talk about black Panther. Oh, please do. I just watched the trailers. Today. Trailer's pretty awesome. It's a little bit of the car flipping like yes. thing made me feel like, well, this feels like a lot of the other Marvel stuff, but because there's so much that is unmarvel in it, I'm still 100% in. Um, but the great news is that it is selling out so fast, even Lupita cannot get a ticket. Seriously? She went onto Twitter and um, said that she was online 15 minutes after tickets went on sale and said that everything was sold out. Out. It's the biggest pre-sale in Marvel it's, movie history. Yep. And so that's huge. And I'm very excited to see it. And I'm very excited for what that means about pop culture continuing to move towards black voices in yes. cinema. There was a tweet um, after Get Out broke some box office. It, it's the uh, biggest box office for a horror for ever. I don't remember <laughs> something. Sorry, something great. Uh, <laughs> but um, a guy on Twitter that got retweeted by I think Jordan Peele said, "Well, this is what happens when you realize that you can fund things other than Tyler Perry. Like the black okay. community is going to support it." Okay. Um, and I think that Black Panther, yeah, is right there with it. Yeah, absolutely. 
Um, now Tyler Perry's Black Panther. Watch out. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Medea's just like punching <laughs> him in the face. Yeah. Where's my purse? <laughs> Uh, so my next thing is the season of Black Mirror. Uh, I think a lot of people are saying that it's really dire, but Black Mirror is always, always fucking dire. dire. Yeah. So maybe, I don't know, it just being, you were watching it when it's like New Year, New Me, and then you realize the world is still shit. Right. Um, but I thought it was a great season. I, there were some that were my favorite, some that were my least favorite, but I still enjoyed every episode in, you know, to an extent. My favorite two episodes were USS Callister, which, which is the first and loved. one. And Hang the DJ. Which I have not seen. It's a great one. Um, my least favorite, but obviously still good, were Crocodile, which was the Iceland one. I don't think you've seen that one nope. yet either. And there's one with robot dogs that I was too lazy to look up the name. <laughs> um, yeah, again, they're still both good, but not my favorite. Well, I'm nervous for that because I didn't like Archangel. Archangel is like down the middle for me. Yeah, we've, we'll talk about that offline, but... Yeah. There's one directed by Jodie Foster, and it's a little... It, there's good moments, like you said. Any black, yeah. any not great Black Mirror is still great. Totally. But it's still... It left me wanting a little more. Yeah. Um, well, I'm excited to finish it. Yeah. hang yeah. The, I think you'll love Hang the DJ. Yeah. It's really great. Good. Um, I will talk about one more movie thing, which was the Ocean's 8 trailer mm-hmm. that Lindsay and I watched in Europe. Isn't that oh, where so Where were we? Cool? Europe's so crazy. <laughs> um, but that trailer I have now watched about 15 times. Oh. And I realized that I could probably do a 10-minute loop and do cardio to it now because it gets <laughs> me so fucking jazzed. I love that. And I just, uh, I, I, my expectations are already too high for it, but that, like... That wit and that energy and those women, I am just, that's my most anticipated film of the year without question. Yeah, take my body. Just take it all. And uh, let's hope that Rihanna makes it up for Sporting Actress because I'm already ready for all that. Come on, Robin. She doesn't even have that many great moments in the trailer, but just like the few moments she does, I just want to. Ooh, I'm I'm so ready for it. And I I forgot, I thought maybe it was going to be spring, but it's not summer. We got some time to wait. Too much time. Um, Excuse me. This is a political thing, but not really, because it's just watching a bunch of toddlers like poop into their hands and throw it at things. (laughs) Um, The Trump meltdown about this Fire and Fury book is my favorite thing that's happening (laughs) because he's such a petulant child that he doesn't understand when he's so ruffled by it and he's like it's all fake it's all fake it's all fake (laughs) that makes us know that it's fucking real dude i know it's like how many fucking like cease and desist did hillary send out seriously number of times like he sent a cease and desist out on this book come on there's some stuff in there and the publisher was like oh that's cute we're gonna release it four days early thanks for your insights um and have you seen stephen miller on jake jake tapper i saw the end of it i didn't i couldn't watch the whole i watched all 12 minutes of it and my god this man this this thing is not human he's not human he can't (laughs) this thing he's on beta blockers or something because his eyes won't focus he's screaming (laughs) the same he's a genius over and over and jake's just like you know what i'm not gonna waste my viewers time and he's just like you are wasting their time with all this fake news and i'm like you know what i jake tapper is my new media crush fantastic move over anderson jake is sliding into the dms you know um merry christmas jake (laughs) (laughs) um i i thought i only had one more thing but now i actually have two because you reminded me of something that happened over break that i need to talk about i have one more so it's perfect omarosa 
The alleged like firing. Do you know about this? Oh, right. Somebody had to put them, put her over his shoulder. No, apparently. I didn't hear about this. Yes, dragging. Dra- this is also the New York Post, but whatever. Who when cares? it's this good, that she was Hashtag dragged, kick kicking and screaming from the White House, and that um, it was General Kelly himself <laughs> who kicked her out with high drama, offering vulgarities and curse words My as she was God. escorted out of the building and off campus. Said April Ryan. Um, so I feel like there were definitely at least I one racial epithet. I need that was there to too. be a video of this Please. somewhere. If this was happening, we live in a culture now where people film everything. Come on, guys. I've seen all your food porn. Where is Omarosa being pulled out of the White House? I would pay good money for that. I would pay a lot. Yeah. So that was great. Amazing. Um, my last thing. It's about a book. <laughs> oh, again, I guess I was just talking about a book, but I read um, a real, real piece of fluff that I just enjoyed very much over break. It was called You Will Know Me. It's by Megan Abbott. Guys, it's a murder mystery set in the, the world of competitive gymnastics. Ooh. It's perfect if you need to get away from... <laughs> you don't even need to qualify anymore. No, it's, it's just... perfect to get away from this. Listen, just read it. It's fluff. Yeah, somebody dies, but come on. People die all the time. <laughs> <laughs> like that lady who wanted to watch the Rose Parade. Oh, like, last no, Rose Parade. Yeah, I just have to laugh at it sometimes. <laughs> I still think it's not a real person. Yeah. Um, but I really enjoyed the book. I read it quickly. It's... Guys, it's a murder mystery set in the world of competitive gymnastics. What more do you want? End. Yeah. Fiend. Yeah, fiend. So um, check it out. Well, then I will end on this note. Montreal, you can unmuzzle your dogs. The pit bull ban has been oh. lifted. Oh, that's so nice. The new administration came in and um, pulled the bylaw, which had forced owners who already owned pit bulls to buy a special permit for $150, which is not a, lo- a little amount of money. Yeah. And they also had to wear a muzzle. And um, those provisions are long gone. So because they are just sweeties, they're just babies, and they're babies that are sometimes raised bad. And you know what? So are a lot of human beings. So yeah, you fuck that. Muzzle your kids. Um, exactly. So that's what I got. That's what I got. I would like to wish a very happy 40th birthday <gasps> to Mitch Rufka. Happy birthday, Mitch. You, when I saw that it was your 40th birthday, I'm like, no, that I motherfucker know. is not 40. I, I know. And we're going to celebrate this weekend in style up in Santa Barbara. Amazing. Have a little wine. There's going to yes. be a lot of parents behaving badly because there's no kids allowed. Wow. So if you hear of some ruckus up in the Solvang area. It's some Rufka ruckus. It's some Rufkas. <laughs> some Rufkas. <laughs> I love that. Yes. T-shirts, make T-shirts. Well done. Thank you. Um, so thank you guys for listening. If you want to catch us, we are at Wigs and Weiss um, on Instagram. Wigs and spelled out Weiss on Instagram, on Twitter. And our email address is wigsandweiss at gmail.com. Please let us know anything you want to hear. And if you have the time, and I mean, it takes two seconds, rate and review us. Blink, blonk. Oh, and one last thing. Tomorrow yeah. night, Lindsay and I are seeing Chichi Devane. <laughs> yeah. I can't believe it. It's and can, here. And I can tell you this now because I didn't want to tell you and I don't think it's going to happen. I wrote to her on Instagram and she wrote back one line and it doesn't make any sense. Oh. But I asked her if we could interview her and she wrote, I was like, we can work around your schedule. And she wrote back, sounds good. See you then. Okay. And I was like, and so I wrote back twice and I was like, that sounds great. Where should we meet you? What should we do? And she has yet to respond again. But we got a sounds good. See you then. So I feel like Something. maybe we could at the show be like, we're the see you then people. Can We're we, here. Can we hold up our iPhone in your mouth and ask you questions for 10 minutes? Yeah. Why not? That's how people get interviews. Absolutely. So anyway. We'll give it a try. We've made contact with Chi Chi. 
Stand by. Stand by. Yeah. Thanks for listening, Wigs. Bye. Bye.